0: Have you ever been in a situation where you know something, but you can't say it? Is that not one of the most frustrating things and places to be in life? Welcome to the Church Council Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Story. I'm an attorney who specializes in church law, and I want to invite you along the journey as we explore my years of volunteering, working for, and then acting as legal counsel for the local church. During each episode, we will examine one of the three essential parts of building the secure church your foundation, the framing, and the facade. Where the foundation is your church's core beliefs, the framing is your operational structure, and the facade is the outward connectivity to your members and guests. Using this framework, Framework. We hope to simplify church law and proactively protect the minister's ministry and mission of your church and prepare you along the way for handling the unexpected events as they arise. Today, we are we are returning to our third installment of our mini-series on mandated reporters. And as we've talked about in the previous two episodes, the first one's who is, who is a mandated reporter? We've got to understand the mandated reporter system. We've talked about that. Last episode, we talked about the priest penitent privilege, and that's simply, what do you do if you are anyone associated with a minister, a pastor, clergy, a priest, uh, and somebody is confessing something to you in the hope of receiving some kind of spiritual guidance? What can and can't you say? Today, we're going to bring both of those episodes together. We are talking about the foundation of of your ministry here because we are talking about some of the most sacrosanct communications that you can deal with and also some of the stickiest communications you can deal with because today we're talking about how do you, as a mandated reporter, deal with something when it falls within the priest penitent privilege. This is difficult. I'm not going to sit here and say that this is anywhere near easy, but hopefully as we go through today, you're going to see some of the themes, some of the outlines, some of the structure that you can use to help make the right decision when it comes to applying the priest penitent privilege to your state's mandated reporter laws. Thanks for listening to the church council podcast. If your church needs assistance with its foundation framing or facade, Call the Church Council, a law firm for churches brought to you by the Story Law Firm, PLLC. Visit churchcouncil.com or call 1-877-273-3830. Whether your church bylaws need an update or you need policies and procedures reduced to writing, let the Church Council be your trusted legal source. Visit churchcouncil.com today. And now... Here's Travis. Now, as we've talked about in previous episodes, the mandated reporter law. Who's a mandated reporter? It's simply anybody who is required by law to report anything that they suspect to be abuse, neglect of either a minor, or in some states, it actually includes elder abuse as well. And In a lot of states, what you're going to find is that a pastor, a priest, a clergyman, uh, it may be described various different ways in your state's law, but that theory is that they are a person of influence, that if somebody is to either uh, need help or they are to discover that somebody needs help, they are going to be required by law to disclose that. So very likely, if you're in ministry at all, you are going to be a mandated reporter in your state. Now, some states do treat this differently. Some states are very, uh, very much like you have to be an ordained pastor for this to count. Even then, I still would caution you. If the person who is holding the privilege, which typically is the person making the confession, would believe that you are a pastor, a minister, priest, for that uh, for that conversation, then you still may have this priest penitent privilege. You may not actually be a mandated reporter under your state's law, but you may still have the priest penitent privilege. We talked about in the last that in the last episode. But today, we're kind of bringing those two uh, issues together. How do we deal with a communication that is inside the priest penitent privilege, but it's specifically dealing with a mandated reporter issue? And there's a couple of different ways this comes up. One last uh, episode, we talked about some of the practical tips, making sure that you've uh, You've done some kind of uh, disclosure up front before you go into a counseling session with somebody, something along those lines. But today I want to talk about some of these awkward, sticky situations, because what happens when you're a youth minister and you've got somebody in your youth group, so we are knowingly talking about a minor, and they are coming up to you and they are telling you that somebody is abusing them, but they are also asking you to keep it a secret. They are saying, don't tell my parents, don't tell anybody, but they are seeking you, uh, to, to help them. They want prayer. They want anything along those lines. Now, this wasn't an actual like counseling session. There was no forms filled out. Honestly, they started talking before you even knew what was going on. So you haven't given any of the practical tips we gave in last episode to say, Hey, if this deals with somebody hurting you or are you hurting somebody, then, you know, we're gonna, we're going to disclose that. So you haven't done any of that. You're going to find yourself smack dab in this messy middle where you are now going to be obligated to keep this secret because they have come to you in the priest penitent privilege Context: They are asking for prayer. They are asking for some kind of spiritual guidance, but yet they have disclosed that somebody in their life is actually um, molesting them. Somebody is abusing them. They are being neglected uh, at, at their home, whatever those things are. And now we have a problem. What do you do? Step one is in the moment. I encourage you to ask for permission to actually disclose this. They may have come to you to start with and said, please don't tell anybody. Please don't tell uh, my parents. Please don't tell the person who's abusing me. Please don't do something. But, in the moment when you realize that they have now told you something that must be reported you need to report this then explain the process to them say hey i need to make a report it's a confidential report it's not something that they're going to link back to to you personally as the as the minister it's not going to be something that they're going to get into. So, so we want to encourage that person to get permission, even if it's just verbal permission to go and make the call. And, and if they're really seeking help, tell them that that is what, you know, that is what you need to do. And you're asking their permission to do that. If that happens, it waives that priest penitent privilege. They are allowing you to do that. And then your obligations under the mandated reporter law have kicked in. You are able to make that, uh, make that phone call, make that report. One of the other situations that a lot of times comes up is what happens when it's, it's not just one person. Let's take the same example. It's not one person coming up to you at the youth event. But let's say they brought a third party. They brought a friend with them. Well, they have now disclosed that in front of somebody else that thereby breaks the privilege as well, because it's not a private confidential communication. So they have disclosed that publicly because it's been in front of somebody. So their other friend who's their, you know, their age knows about this and they feel comfortable talking about it in front of them. But at that point, there is no priest penitent privilege. You are going to need to report that as a mandated reporter. At that point, you can go and you can do that. But Travis, you say, how do I know that if I don't report this, I'm going to be okay? Well, this is, this is one of the sticky situations. Most states actually acknowledge that there is a priest penitent privilege, and it's an exception to the mandated reporter law. Specifically, even under the Uniform Rule of Evidence, it it defines that that a clergy, minister, priest, rabbi, uh, those types of functions, they would have an exclusion from the civil or criminal penalties if they don't disclose when that disclosure was in the context of needing some kind of broadly defined spiritual help. So if somebody is coming to you and, and we really don't care exactly what they're asking, it could be as simple as, hey, I need prayer about this. Or it could be as complex as I need to know how uh, to, to help me with with whatever this is, to help me with a sin, to help me with a, uh, understanding what's happening to me. If, if they are looking for some kind of a, a ecclesiastical uh, spiritual help, that's when the priest penitent privilege has kicked in. Now, if they're uh, under 18... If they are over the age of 65, you may have an obligation under the mandated reporter law to actually disclose that if you are a pastor or perceived to be a pastor. We talked about that last episode. And so at that point, that person now holds the privilege. We first want to, we first want to ask, can we disclose this? Can we make this report? I would tell you that that that's kind of one of our first things we need to train our pastors uh, or anybody who is deemed to be in the, in the ministry of the church, that if this were to happen, we want to ask for permission to disclose this. That's your first step. Your second step is to try to make sure that you're, you're honestly never in this situation without some kind of formal agreement. Sometimes this means making sure that if somebody wants to come up and talk to you, uh, you know, as best we can, we either want to give them the warning that hey, if this hurts you or hurts somebody else, I'm going to disclose it, or we want to have that third party there. Sometimes understanding that third party uh, is a good way to break uh, to break that privilege, if that's what we're looking to do. And if we're not looking to do that, then that's a good way to make sure that we've given our disclaimer and and we are able to kind of say, hey, look, if this is something we, we're going to have to report, we're going to have to report it. And so, that's one way to make sure that this happens. But what are the two kind of issues that we need to make sure uh, fall in the exception for the mandated reporter. The two things are when the communication has happened and the knowledge has been acquired that there's some kind of suspected abuse or maltreatment through a communication that was intended to be kept confidential pursuant to the religious discipline of the relevant denomination or faith. This is a very specific part of the rule. It's saying that if you would normally keep this confidential because of the way we treat it, then you have that priest penitent privilege that gives you the exception from the mandated reporter rule. What if we don't have that in our tenant of faith that you are, you are practicing? Well, then it doesn't meet that prong. It's not a priest penitent privilege issue. The second one that's in uh, that's in the uniform rules is we've received this knowledge of the suspected uh, child abuse, the maltreatment, the, the elder abuse from the alleged offender in the context of a statement or admission. So if they've specifically come in and they've given you uh, the statement or omission and uh, they've done some kind of confession... And in that, they have sought some kind of ecclesiastical help. We won't be able to share that. That falls squarely in the priest penitent privilege. And so even if we would normally have to report that in our state under the mandated reporter law, that in, in almost all states uh, except four is going to be excluded and so we, we wouldn't uh, we wouldn't have to share that if if that's how we acquired the information. In four states, for example, in Texas, that is one of the states that if this deals with a minor, we have to disclose it no matter what. The priest penitent privilege is not recognized inside. Of the mandated reporter law, so if you're uh, if you're serving the church in Texas right now and you're listening to this, know that they're they're under the mandated reporter law. There is no such thing as the priest penitent privilege. So, what do we do? How do we move forward? This is the big part. When we are counseling anybody, we want to make sure there are either other people around or we've given our disclosure. We've said if it's going to hurt you, hurt somebody else, then you're going to share it. If they want to meet with you privately, a lot of times we would have a written waiver that would waive that priest penitent privilege for a confessional purpose, uh, especially when it's dealing with, you know, Doing some kind of uh, confession that might ultimately end in a confession that would have to be reported under your state's mandated reporter laws. If we've done both of those things and somebody still discloses, even though they say, Don't tell anybody, I'm not, I don't want you to tell anybody, you are still under the obligation at that point to disclose because there is no more. Uh, Priest penitent privilege because they've effectively waived it. Then, if you are a mandated reporter under your state's mandated reporter law, you will have to share that information. There is not going to be a protection for you. And so, that's a very important part to know. You may have to share this, even though you feel that you shouldn't. Or, on the flip side, you may have to keep it confidential. Even though uh, somebody's coming up to you and confessing, they are telling you that they're doing something that you knowingly um, know is is just not right. It is illegal. They are committing abuse, maltreatment of some kind. And then that's when you want to uh, go ahead and make the call, make sure that we've we've done everything we need to do under the mandated reporter law. So why is this so hard? This is so hard because we want people to come and seek spiritual guidance from our pastors, from our ministers, and we want them to be able to do that. However, if they're going to do that, we need to make sure that they are doing it for the, I'll say the right reasons, meaning they truly want some kind of uh, spiritual help and aren't just trying to to confess it to somebody to get it off their chest, uh, thinking that you can't necessarily tell they are, they are seeking some kind of spiritual, um, resolution or spiritual guidance. And that's what you're providing. And if that's the case, then I do believe that, that you're going to have a hard time ever actually explaining that, uh, to somebody where it is not falling square within the priest penitent privilege. But once we've gotten to this point where we do understand that the person who's confessed it again, remember, they have to be a minor or they have to be an elderly American, uh, an elderly person who is giving this information, uh, then we would go ahead and have to disclose it. And if that's the case, I would refer you back to our initial part of our our mini-series on what do we do. We call the 800 number. We make the report. Once the report's made, remember, we have absolved all of our further requirements under the mandated reporter statute. So, at that point, there's no need to do any other investigation, to do anything else. Your job is accomplished when you make the mandated um, actual call and make the mandated report. So, what are our practical tips? And we've already addressed these in several ways. First of all, make sure that if somebody wants to talk to you, we've given them the disclaimer. We say, yes, I'd love to talk to you, but if this has to do with somebody hurting you, somebody hurting someone else, uh, you hurting somebody else, then no, that is not going to be Uh, kept confidential. If you know that you're going to counsel with somebody, I would recommend you have that written waiver, which says the same thing. Have them sign that. Even if they're a minor, they can sign that and, and I believe that would still waive the priest penitent privilege. You just need to make sure that they understand you can disclose whatever they tell you. Once we've done that, If we, again, run into issues, the three things that we really need to understand is who was making the confession or the statement? Is that somebody who is a third party? If so, none of this applies. If it's the person who is a minor, then yes, it applies. What are they trying to communicate to you? Are they communicating to you that they just need help? They're not actually seeking spiritual uh, absolution for sins. They're not trying to get prayer. They're just coming to you in the sense that they want what the mandated reporter law is there for. They need somebody to be their advocate. Well, it, there is there is no priest penitent privilege at that point. Your job is to make the call. And so if that's the context in which the communication happens, uh, you're free to make that call. And then finally, we've got to understand that when they are communicating these things, are they communicating to you about them or about a third party? We've talked about this a little bit. If it's a third party communication, it may be something that's actually outside of the mandated reporter law. They may have made a confession. It might even be illegal. They may not have asked for prayer. It may not fall under a priest penitent privilege. At that point, you may not actually need to call the mandated reporter hotline. You may need to call and report that to the to the legal authorities directly, whether 911 or a non-emergency number. So as we're evaluating the communication, we've got to step back just a little bit, understand What's being communicated, who's doing the communication, and what was their primary motive for communicating those things to you? And if we understand that, you will be in a better position to look at the framework that we've outlined during these last three episodes to make sure you are both honoring the foundational core belief of your church and providing that confidential communication when it's dealing with spiritual issues And you are honoring the intent of the law to make sure that if you are a valid mandated reporter, you are reporting everything that needs to be reported in a timely fashion. And with that information, hopefully you can navigate any of these sticky situations which you may find yourself involved in within your church. Thank you so much for listening to the Church Council Podcast. I've been your host, Travis Story. I truly hope that the practical takeaways from today's episode is something that will bless and protect your ministry. If you found today's discussions helpful and want to be updated as we publish new content, Please subscribe so that you're notified as new episodes become available. Also, if you found that today was worthy of your time, please leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice so that other ministries can find and be blessed by this content. Until next time, keep serving and protecting your ministries.